Chapter 11 of A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks by Louis Albert Banks. Chapter 11 Christ's Kingdom of Character. Romans 14 17 18 this chapter and the one following contain a remarkably interesting discussion of the christian's privilege and duty of denying himself in small matters in order to the comfort or upbuilding of a weaker brother it is an appeal for broad-minded large-hearted well-grounded christian character paul urges that if one has been won to the slightest confidence in christ it is our duty to receive him into the fellowship of christians even though his faith is weak and his knowledge of christ far from satisfying and he urges that this weak brother should not be received in a debating school of doubtful disputes about insignificant things and things that are not essential to the building up of a noble and christ-like manhood paul presses home upon the people to whom he is writing the importance of the graces of christian charity and forbearance he declares that it is not wise or profitable to argue with a man and dispute with him as to whether he shall eat all kinds of food or confine himself to herbs only. Neither is it worth while haggling with another about particular holy days. It is better, he says, to let each one follow his own conscience. If, however, he find that our indulgence in certain things that are in dispute causes offence to those who are weak in the faith, and they are likely to be turned out of the way by our conduct, Paul argues that the Spirit of Christ will lead us in such a case to deny ourselves, not on any basis of abstract right, but in the Christ spirit of self-denial, in order to bear the burdens of the weak, to strengthen the bruised reed, and protect the smoking flax. The gist of Paul's argument is this, that what we eat or drink, or what particular ceremonies we keep or do not keep, are such small and insignificant matters compared to the great end of our christian life the development of the graces of the spirit and the building up of a noble and holy character that it is exceedingly unwise to quarrel about them or to lose time in discussing them and above all is it foolish to run the risk of seriously hurting any soul and turning any trembling footstep out of the way of right by our stubbornness concerning such things for says the great preacher the kingdom of god is not meat and drink but righteousness and peace and joy in the holy ghost for he that in these things serveth christ is acceptable to god and approved of men let us examine these constituent elements which enter into the life-blood of a christian character righteousness stands at the head of the list one is reminded by this declaration of paul of that poetic and beautiful discourse of christ in which he urges upon his disciples that they should not be anxious about worldly necessities take no thought for your life he says what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink nor yet for your body what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment behold the fowls of the air for they sow not neither do they reap nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feedeth them are ye not much better than they which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature and why take ye thought for raiment consider the lilies of the field how they grow 
they toil not neither do they spin and yet i say unto you that even solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these wherefore if god so clothe the grass of the field which to-day is and to-morrow is cast into the oven shall he not much more clothe you o ye of little faith therefore take no thought saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of all these things but seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you this beautiful paragraph illustrates the emphasis which jesus christ everywhere puts upon righteousness naturally peace follows righteousness if we are right toward god we have peace with god a doctor who was visiting a christian patient had long himself been anxious to feel that he was at peace with god the spirit had convinced him of his sin and need and he longed to possess that peace which the world cannot give on one occasion addressing himself to the sick man he said i want you to tell me just what it is this believing and getting happiness faith in jesus and all that sort of thing which brings peace his patient replied doctor i have felt in regard to my health that i could do nothing and i have put my case in your hands i am trusting to you that is exactly what every poor sinner must do in the lord jesus this reply greatly awakened the doctor's surprise and a new light broke into his soul is that all he exclaimed simply trusting in the lord jesus i see it as i never did before he has done the work yes jesus said on the cross it is finished and at another time whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but hath everlasting life from the sick bed the doctor went a happy man rejoicing that his sins were washed away by the blood of the lamb righteousness and peace naturally bring joy being the normal soil out of which joy may grow obedience to christ righteousness which keeps his commandments and peace born of confidence in god are open windows through which heaven's sunshine floods the heart and makes it sing for joy joy cannot be produced by command by outside conditions it cannot be bought with gold nor be bestowed at will true joy is born of the condition of the soul but you will notice that this is a joy of a peculiar kind it is joy in the holy ghost that is joy in the consciousness of living in the presence of god if we are sinning against god then the consciousness that god sees us that his eye beholds our conduct and that he is near us is a source of terror but if we are at peace with him then the consciousness of his presence is a comfort and joy to us a great deal of attention has recently been attracted to what is known as the x-ray a discovery by which professor rintgen has photographed through the human hand and revealed upon a photographic plate the skeleton within there are already many reports of the success of scientists in using the x-ray to discover fractures of the human skeleton and derangements of the internal organs by aid of the new light while at first thought the idea of having one's form photographed so that the inner mystery of the skeleton may be seen by human eyes seems to shock one yet it is easy to understand the gladness with which a patient might submit to such an examination under the direction of the physician in whom he had confidence knowing that the better knowledge thus acquired would give added probability of recovery 
so too the soul that trusts in god the consciousness of the presence of the holy spirit dwelling with us knowing all about us seeing our inmost heart causes joy for we know that it is the eye not of a detective or a critic but the eye of the great physician the eye of infinite love that beholds imperfections only to heal them the confidence that god means always best for us cannot but be a constant source of joy a small boy was at table where his mother was not near to take care of him and a lady next to him volunteered her services let me cut your steak for you she said if i can cut it the way you like it she added with some degree of doubt thank you the boy responded accepting her courtesy i shall like it the way you cut it even if you do not cut it the way i like it any mother would be proud to have a boy as polite as that and if it sprang from a genuine inner content and courtesy of the soul it was the foundation of a joyous life that illustrates the true spirit and source of christian joy god will give us what is best having given us the lord jesus christ he will freely with him give us all things with this confidence and assurance it is possible for the christian to look up into the face of god and say in regard to the daily portion of his life in the language of the little boy i shall like it the way you cut it even if you do not cut it the way i like it end of chapter eleven